Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Uh, today, we have our friend Carissa with us on her birthday. Well, when this is dropping, it's not her birthday. She deserves to be celebrated two days. So, um, but we're going to talk about um, her really cool activity that uh, she briefly shared in passing at Ag Teachers, a national Ag Teachers conference. And then we just begged her to be on the podcast. So, um, also, she's since then shared pictures of this activity. And I just, I want to be in the classroom and I want to do this with your kids because this is totally right up my alley. Brianna, not so much. I think we should just see what Brianna would create for this. So before we get into the digital floral arrangements, that should be an activity. We should just have like a voting. We all create a digital floral arrangement. I'm out. I would, everyone would know which one was mine already. (laughs) oh my gosh anything anything like that Brianna's just like no um so before we talk about digital floral arrangements why don't you introduce yourself uh let our listeners know a little bit about where you teach how long you've been teaching in your ag education background um my name is carissa x fellhog i've been teaching in wilton um north dakota for nine years in ag ed ten years total in education um my program is was small when I started there nine years ago, and now I see about 125 students um, over the course of my course load, um, eight through 12. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Like Nikki said, um, I'm excited to hear about your activity. It's not something I would want to do myself, but I know my students when I was in the classroom would have loved it. Um, I'm creative in different ways than than something like this. But I do think it's something that a lot of people are going to be able to use because um, I was always looking for something for like floral related or plant science because I don't know, those are always just the areas that I struggled with teaching and engaging students. And I I know this is definitely going to be something that um, is super engaging. And so um, why don't you kind of just highlight what your digital floral arrangement is? Okay, so my digital floral arrangements, I use Canva. Um, it's That's become a, a format or platform that I've really started to enjoy um, using in my classroom. I just feel like it gives more options than the typical PowerPoint that kids are always like, can I do this on PowerPoint? And I've started converting over to, to Canva just because it is, I think, more user-friendly. Um, my kids would argue, my older kids would argue that it's not and the younger ones love Canva because there's so much you can do with it um but why I started doing digital arrangements is because I am from a small school and I don't have a huge budget and floral plant science stuff is so expensive um to do in the classroom especially hands-on especially when your classes are 23 kids um to have enough supplies for kids to make a floral arrangement to make a porch pot to do a wreath is very expensive and so I started implementing this digital version instead 
And then if they screw up, it's not that big of a deal because yeah, you delete an item and not throw $5 worth of materials away. Well, in like, I know you, where you live, but there's not a huge, um, uh, there's not a place where you're going to get a large variety of flowers, right? And so you're going to have to also drive. So not to mention like budget wise, you're driving to try to get supplies. Also, if you're in a small school, you might not have the space to store, uh, you know, greens and, and flowers uh, to keep them fresh for your kids to use. And so then you're constantly having to go get it and keep it on hand, um, which yeah, is really absolutely. frustrating. Those are definitely um, problems, I would say, that I face uh, with my program. I don't, I have my classroom inside my shop area. And so there is not, I don't have cooler space. The lunch ladies would probably not appreciate me storing <laughs> flower cut flowers or greens um, in their walk-in cooler. Neither would probably the health inspectors if they showed up. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't have the space for that. And it is probably a 25 minute drive to any sort of floral supply store for me. And so this does cut back on travel time and just the hassle of trying to keep fresh cut greens and flowers looking nice. Yeah. So before we get into like what this looks like, have you, by doing this, have you been able to include more like more diversity when it comes to the the type of arrangements you cover now in class because you're not purchasing physical supplies absolutely um we can pretty much so like it's the holiday season so obviously we're focusing on holiday centerpieces and wreaths right now um but if for my prom, when we do a prom flower floral design unit in the spring, kids are going to have the ability to create what they want for their wristlet, for their boutonnieres before having to purchase the supplies. So you don't purchase what you think you want and then decide that doesn't look okay. Um, but also being able to do like tropical arrangements um, with kids because those are extremely expensive. Um, but being able to do your vertical, your horizontal, your L's, all those different types of arrangements without spending thousands of dollars on supplies for these kids. So they do get a little more hands-on experience um, with this rather than just the one like, hey, we're going to make whatever arrangement you want. Pick one style. This is your one and only shot. Good luck kind of a deal. Um, so they do have that more practice time. That's really cool. So kind of walk us through like what it looks like. Like, how do you introduce this to your students? What do you have them do? Like, what really is the activity? So we start this whole unit on floral design. I go to the basics of the color wheel and your like complementary colors and just really basic, super basic. Um, and from there, talking about floral design and height and texture. Um, and all the different components that go into a floral arrangement. And from there that I give them examples, like this is, you know, this is an example of this, this is an example of that. And we um, then start introducing before doing any like actual hands-on, uh, we talk about Canva and go through how to layer 
and the different steps it takes to layer because if you've used Canva, if you've used Word, you know you have to send things to the back or bring them to the front and all that. And kids don't really understand that concept. Um, and so going through that, there's a mini lesson within this unit on how to layer in Canva. <clears throat> and then from there, we start talking about different types for the holiday ones. I give them a list of different uh, greenery and accents that they might include in a holiday centerpiece based on what we've learned within our reading um, and research. And so they have a whole list and they can pick from that list on what they wanna do. Within Canva, You, in the elements tab, um, you just go and search uh, Douglas Fir Branch and you can go anywhere from like a live picture um, to utilize or a really realistic looking graphic. Um, some of them choose cartoon ones and then you send, tell them to try again because you want it to look real. Um, and then we just talk about the layering and how if you don't like the way it's looking or um, you can pull something forward and um, send it back, widen things out. We talk with wreaths, we talk a lot about making them fuller and how easy it is, but it is a lot of um, computer skills mixed in with the lesson. Um, and then the hope is at the end that we can choose one of their designs, whether it's a porch pot or a wreath or centerpiece, and they create it. However, with 23 students, that's not necessarily an option this year. So that's why this has been such a good um, activity and lab to introduce or include in my classroom. I'm like blown away by this activity. Like, I've not heard anyone else do this, which I'm sure there is someone. However, like, are you using the pro account or are your students using the free account for Canva? So the nice thing is, is as long as they're not downloading their image, they can still use pro items. And so they just share their link with me with, um, and within the sharing settings, you can choose anyone with the link can view. And okay. so then I can look at it. I can't print all of them off. Sometimes the kids, some of the kids when they signed up for Canva were able to access the educational side. And so they get a lot of the pro, um, a lot of the pro pieces that go with that under mm -hmm. education. But for the ones that have free, you can still utilize pro images. You just can't download and print it. Okay. I did not it's know what that. what we have found in class. That's interesting. So, yeah, everyone... so I can still see. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, so I can still see their design, even if they use those images. I just can't print that one or download okay. that one. So every kid has their own account. You give them a prompt. And they're just all together in each of their different accounts making their designs. Yes. And they're yep. implementing the concepts that you've taught them prior, obviously some identification um, yes. pieces. Do you ever um, have them pr like price out what, like, I'm just thinking like you, you said some pretty yeah, crazy actually... things. Like I'm just thinking like <laughs> even the tropical flowers, like there's lots of ID here. They could price out what that specific boutonniere or corsage or arrangement would cost if they did this in real life. Yes. And this is, that's actually, I'm using this one as the wreath right now in my Hort one as their end of semester project. <clears throat> and so they had to come up with their list of materials and a bill of materials after they had finished making their 
their wreath, which sounds a little backwards, but I have them design and do it the fun way. And I'm like, okay, but what did you use? And they're like, oh, I, I'm not sure. Okay. So let's, so we go back and kind of go through and okay, what did you use? That's your list. Your list is what you absolutely need. Your bill is what we have to order. So then we talk about the difference in maybe you can find a 50 branch bundle on Amazon or whatever website for $27.99, but you only need 36 of those branches. That doesn't matter. You can't pay for 36. You have to order your 50. And so they do come up with their, their bill of materials at the end. And so that's what I have kids finishing up this, well, tomorrow, <clears throat> turning well, in their materials and bill of materials as well. I love those like additional components, like the bill of materials. Like I wouldn't have thought like to do the difference, right? Like it's so obvious, but I, I wouldn't have thought to do that. Um, but I think even like to get students to understand like the cost of things, like, I mean, I, how many times have I heard students say like, well, I don't understand why my corsage for prom is so expensive, or I don't understand why, you know, this arrangement I'm trying to order for my mom or whatever um, is so expensive. And like, getting them to understand like how expensive flowers really are especially the more specialty ones I think oh is my a gosh I'm I just thought of you could and Chris you're probably already doing this but um you could really implement the face-to-face -face component of the floriculture CDE is that a part of the national CDE or are we just crazy now okay in North Dakota I'm gonna explain it just in case it's not in North Dakota, we have a face-to-face -face component where kids basically do a mock sale. So if if Carissa was the FFA member, I would come in and say, based off a scenario, like she would pretend to like run a shop. Your students could do this as well. And, you know, guest teachers or whatever, other students could come in and say, okay, I'm looking to purchase my prom flowers. And these are the colors and so they could get the sale go back and basically Create design it, it and, and then and then like now they've created this digital product um you know to pretend like they actually created it so um that's way more fun than just pretending to like make something so i just where was this when I was teaching? Um, so, okay. I hope, well, there you go. That's your lesson right when you come back from break. I also think I'm not a nursery landscape person, but could this not be something like you do for landscaping? Could you not use Canva for this as well? Like maybe it's the front of a house or it's an aerial view. Have you done anything like that? I haven't implemented that into Canva yet. Um, those were still doing the old way with a pencil and stencils, um, but I have considered it because I do think that's, that's the way that it's being done within the business world, right? And if we're trying to make kids ready for a career in landscaping, horticulture at all, you know, everything is, most everything is digital. Um, and so even though it might not be the program that they're going to use at a landscape company, it at least gives them that idea. So I have considered um, implementing my landscape designs that I have kids do every year with Canva, um, but haven't done it yet. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. One, I love the like 
the pre-planning like for the arrangements or also like for landscaping like even if you were gonna even if you had this huge budget for a floral class and you were gonna actually make the arrangements like I think it's there's such like practical application in having them plan it in advance um before they actually do it so that way you're not wasting materials or like they can kind of get the hang of it before they actually do it so um yeah for those listening like even if you do have you know, tons of supplies, like why not still do something like this at the beginning to get them ready to make the arrangements eventually? Yeah, and that is something that I've uh, discussed with my husband who's also an egg teacher. Um, that whole, this does give them that practice and ability to design it um, without wasting all the flowers and me having to go and get new ones. So next week we can do another arrangement. Um, they can go through and the whole price point of it um, letting them see how expensive putting something like that together is for someone who's not ordering in a bunch of bulk. Um, so we do talk about that aspect of it too. You know, like you're going to spend $115 on supplies to make this wreath that you could probably go and buy from Menards for $45, but wherever they get their wreaths from got all of that in bulk. So it was cheaper. It's not just you buying supplies. So we talk about that part of it too. Um, and I just think it's important for kids to understand, especially in this day and age where, and how like finances affect different things or the ability to mass produce versus a single project um, really does affect the price point. Well, and it's perfect if you plan this out well, you could do some really cheap arrangements and flowers hands-on. And then, like you said, these really complicated um, these really complicated arrangements that include very, you know, specific high priced, um, materials you can do digitally. I also like it cause it never failed for me. I would plan something and I was like, we're going to do this arrangement and it would be on a Wednesday and then there wasn't enough supplies and then something happened. And then I, then kids didn't finish because we started on, on Thursday and then they didn't have class on Friday. So then you have all of this materials that you really need your kids to use because you paid for it, but then it had to wait till Monday and then you had to find storage. And then by that time it's garbage. And this gets rid of that. I mean, you could really pick what components do you want to do hands-on with flowers and what ones are going to be digital. Um, and then you really do have the ability to, I don't know, almost create like a digital portfolio at the end of the kids' work um, in this pathway. I think that's really cool. So what grade level in class you talked briefly but what class are you currently implementing this in but if people don't have that class you know where do you feel like this could also be done um so currently i actually started implementing this in my hort 2 class that i teach um and with that that's a smaller group for me it was 10 it's 10 kids and we um started it there and then I decided, well, they, let's do it in Hort 1. So Hort 2 didn't get the, didn't get it in Hort 1 with the digital um, arrangements. And so I thought, well, if I implement it in both classes. So right now it's in my Hort 1 and 2 class. Um, it will be a, a staple project within my Hort 1 class moving forward. 
which is open to sophomores through seniors um, in my school. If you don't offer a horticulture class, um, I think this could easily be an egg two project in a, in a plant science or even just a floral design that you, um, a floral design unit within um, egg two or foundations with like a sophomore and up class. Um, I think freshmen are capable of it, but I just think it's some a nicer one for your upper level kids or your older kids that have taken your basic egg class first. Yeah, well, and I think even, I mean, there's some, you know, middle school specific programs, like I think you could scale it back um, and do it with middle schoolers too. You just have to be really intentional about, you know, like what information you're providing or like what you're having them do, because um, some things might be kind of over their head. But um, I think, yeah, that's, I just love the versatility of this because you could use it in so many different ways and so many different classes and, you know, like kind of advance it depending on the age of your students too. Um, so you talked already like Canva accounts are needed. Is Are there any other supplies or materials or anything that's needed to do this? Uh, not really, not unless, not until you get to that hands-on, we're gonna make a project after they've gone through their digital projects. Um, so really for just the digital aspect, um, it is just Canva that I use. I, I suppose you could use PowerPoint if you, don't have access or can't get access to Canva. Um, but I think it's Canva is so user-friendly um, that that's been my go-to for it. Yeah. Can you highlight a few of the resources that you have uh, in the show notes for our listeners? Absolutely. I will have, or there are um, examples that I've created on my own for an example for my kids. Um, so I'll have an example of the, the wreath and the centerpiece, um, holiday centerpiece that I've I've done, along with a couple of student examples. So you can have maybe an expectation of what you're going to get um, versus what you as a teacher might create. And then a rubric that I've created for both the wreath and the holiday centerpiece will be there. And the link to the video I use um, to help explain layering. If a kid is gone, it's really nice. We use, we're a team school. Um, so we use Microsoft Teams for a lot of things. So I'm able to shoot out videos and assignments ahead of time. And before I went through and, and gave an example or showed kids how to layer, I also sent a video, a YouTube link um, that they were to watch about how to layer in Canva, which helped because most of them had watched it ahead of time. Wow, they did their homework. So basically in the show notes, you'll see like a professional example and then something of what Brianna would create if she were doing this yeah, as well. <laughs> I really think she needs to make don't one. Give me, don't give me that much credit because the student examples are probably way better than anything I could come up with. I so. think we should record and include a video of you, um, like a play-by-play -play of you creating one. We would probably have to post that as like, you know, this this episode isn't for kids because the amount of cursing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the frustration level that I'm already feeling and I'm not even going to do it. Like I already know I would just be like, this is so stupid. <laughs> so funny. Anything and anything with Canva, she's usually just like, Nikki, I need you to do something. <laughs> but no, I love that. Um, So definitely check out the show notes for those resources uh, especially the, I hated creating rubrics. So the fact that you're going to give someone else like a rubric, that's, I didn't like that. So 
um literally people could start this tomorrow if if you're driving to work and you don't have anything planned here you go merry christmas to you from carissa um so i'm excited about this i'm really excited to someone out there has to like apply this to like landscaping and then tag us because the this isn't my world i know nothing about landscaping but i think that could be really cool too and there's got to be other places to apply this um so definitely share um because we're nerdy and we want to know um but thanks carissa thanks for sharing your activity today on your thanks birthday for having me. of course of course um and yeah so check out the show notes we do want to as it's approaching 9 p.m um you know if you haven't seen on facebook there is a teacher um in kansas who uh miss ashley austin that was uh, in a car accident and so uh at nine o'clock they were they're having a um a prayer uh for her in her healing and so um we just want to uh, give her and her friends in the Kansas Agad family a shout out uh, that we're thinking about you guys and um, and we hope the best uh, for Ashley. So uh, as it's approaching 9 p.m. as we record this, so we want to uh, we want to tell you all that we're thinking about you. So um, definitely uh, check out uh, Chris's resources in the show notes. And like always, like here by the Owl podcast on on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a future topic idea or you want to be a guest on the show, please reach out. We would love to have you. Thanks for listening.